I want to just uh, chat a bit. We're continuing just looking at um, freedom. And last week, um, Lynn spoke a bit about uh, forgiveness and forgiving others. And we, um, we prayed, uh, you know, forgiving those that God brought to mind. And I want to just uh, talk a bit more along that line this morning, just to, to share um, personally, just over some recent times, thinking about this area of, of freedom and, um, you know, the things that we, we can think. Uh, I just wanted to share something that some discouraging thoughts I've been struggling with. Uh, and I do some hesitate sometimes to share because um, I'm not trying to have a, a, you know, kind of woe is me or my life so terrible kind of attitude. I don't want you to think that. I want to own, you know, my own uh, shortcomings uh, so just just to say that when I when I share like this, it's it's not uh, I'm not trying to look for sympathy. So, but I just think it's helpful, and I felt God stir me uh, to to share uh, on this as we look at this topic because I really have uh, struggled over recent months and um, through this lockdown period of of just um, thoughts around I should just give up. There's no point in continuing. Uh, I'm a failure, uh, you know, what's, what's the point, where are we going with the church anyway? I've really struggled uh, with those, those types of thoughts, and um, I've, I've let them, uh, you know, get, get hold of me at times, and we can, we can do that, and, uh, you know, we can often go through this pattern. What I find is, you know, I have great times with God, daily time with God, that would kind of uh, push aside those thoughts uh, for a bit, but then I would allow those kind of thoughts, you know, to come back in, and uh, and we can do that often, you know. There we have these thoughts in our mind about ourselves or about others, and um, and then we spend time with God and uh, we enjoy God's presence and and that, uh, and they kind of get pushed aside. But then we kind of let them come back in again. And um, the problem is we entertain them. And I know I found myself entertaining these thoughts uh, and allowing them uh, to be in my mind. And thankfully, uh, God doesn't uh, leave us there. He wants to bring us right through, not just going up and down and up and down. Uh, and I don't know if it's just me, but that's, I've often found, and as I say over these months, I find myself in that kind of cycle, you know, up and down and up and down. Uh, but God wants us to uh, not just be going up and down, but to be moving forward, becoming more and more like him, coming into greater freedom, uh, being, knowing the freedom of who we are in Christ, uh, setting us free and and moving us forward. And God has been doing that uh, even over recent weeks for me there. I just want to share uh, three ways that he has spoken to me that has really just shifted, again, my thinking. Um, one was when I uh, took some time out, spent some time with, with God. He spoke to me out of 1 Timothy without going through all of it. But there's a part in chapter 4. And he just, it's like he highlighted some verses on some words uh, in those verses, words like this, devote yourself, do not neglect, be diligent, give yourself holy, watch your life, 
persevere. They're all there in chapter 4. And I just as I read it, I felt God speak to me. There are words of encouragement and words of discipline because, you know, it's, it's both. And he was reminding me, you know, don't, don't neglect the call that's on your life. Be diligent with the call that's on your life. Give yourself wholly uh, to God's purposes. You know, for me to watch my life, check myself, uh, deal with things in my life. And so he spoke to me through that. And the second area we, uh, some of us, some of us guys are reading a book uh, by Terry Virgo called God's Treasure Possession. And he used that, it's on the life of Moses and spoke to me out of that. And then the third one was um, out of this little book that Viv gave us. Um, It's called Jesus Today. It's a little devotional book. And um, you know how God just kind of nails you sometimes. <laughs> you just, I, I picked it up. I hadn't been reading it every day, but I just happened to, to pick it up. And um, it's, it's written uh, like God's speaking to you. And so this is what it said. It said, sometimes my sovereign hand, my control over your life, places you in humbling circumstances. You feel held down, held back, and powerless to change things. It's exactly how I felt. It just so resonated that I felt held down, held back, and powerless to change things. You long to break free and feel in control of your life once again. Again, I thought, yeah, that's how I feel. Actually, I just want to, you know, let's, I just want to go on holiday. I want to kind of break free and feel like, well, I'm in control. I'm planning my life. This is what's going to happen next, you know. Uh, I really felt that. And then it says, you long, um, although this is an uncomfortable position, it's actually a good place to be. Your discomfort awakens you from the slumber of routine and reminds you that I'm in charge of your life. It also presents you with an important choice. You can lash out at your circumstances, resenting my ways with you, or you can draw closer to me. When you're suffering, your need for me is greater than ever. The more you choose to come near me, affirming your trust in me, the more you can find hope in my unfailing love. You can even learn to be joyful in hope while waiting in my presence where joy abounds. Persevere in trusting me and I will eventually lift you up. Meanwhile, cast all your anxiety on me, knowing that I care for you affectionately and am watching over you continually." So encouraging, and uh, as I say, just at the right moment um, to hear that. So the reason I'm sharing this is because God wants to break through in our lives to bring us forward into the freedom that he has for us. And that's just, you know, one little part that I've described of what's been going on in my life. But all of us uh, can struggle with either long-held or deep-seated things that sit in our life because uh, they've been there sometimes from childhood as a result of things that teachers said, parents did, our life circumstance, all sorts of things. It can be long-held, deep-seated things. But also, uh, some things can just be, you know, recent things. We can have even the disillusionment and discouragement uh, that's come as we've been in lockdown and, and through these last, you know, two years of COVID, there's, there's a kind of weight to it and a, a heaviness that, 
that has come. And we can have that in our hearts and we can just feel discouraged, disillusioned, uh, whether that's just where your life is at in general, or you can think of church and think, I just, you know, feel uh, discouraged. So there, there are many ways that uh, we can have these thoughts in our hearts, either short-term, long-term, uh, and they can be big or they can be small. In the prayer meeting this morning, um, Julian drew a little picture when we've been on Zoom doing prayer meeting. He's, he's uh, been drawing pictures just prophetic pictures, and then we've been prophesying off them, which has been great. This morning, you drew a little picture. Did you have that little picture, Julian, or you throw it away? Anyway, it was, was, um, was of um, tad, not tadpoles, tadpoles, yeah, tadpoles, uh, these little things. And last week, actually, you drawn a picture of frogs. And, but the sense was that um, in, in two ways, God wants to deal with little things, but also little sparks of faith grow into big faith. So there are two kind of applications. One was we can have little things in our lives that actually can end up growing into bigger issues, like those thoughts um, that I might have been having. Uh, if, if I don't deal with those, they can start as small thoughts. You know, I'm a, I'm a failure. I'm not doing this very well. And, and you either deal with them then or they continue to grow into something bigger, something bigger. But equally, uh, seeds of faith can grow into something bigger. So that was great, uh, that, that picture. So we need to be dealing with these things in our lives. We need to allow God to bring us into freedom. And as Christians, what is our normal state? Well, let me describe what our normal state should be for a Christian. Well, we transformed through faith in Christ. So we've been transformed. We, we knew creations. Our spirit is now united with God's spirit. We're not separate anymore. We're united. We've received forgiveness, total forgiveness for our sin. We've received acceptance into God's family. And we've also received realization of our worth of, as we are in Christ. So these are things we've received. Suddenly we found that actually I have worth not because of my job, not because of where I was born, my education, but I have worth because of who I am in Christ. We also now as Christians receive impetus from God's Spirit instead of the flesh. So the Spirit leads us daily uh, instead of our desires of our flesh. We also are having our minds renewed our minds are being renewed. The Holy Spirit is renewing our minds. Our emotions are marked by peace and joy instead of turmoil. It's one of the marks of being a believer is that now actually our emotions are no longer in turmoil all over the place because now we have a home in a sense. We, we are adopted, we loved, we have worth and our emotions are now in a place of peace and joy. We people who walk in the Spirit, and we can see that uh, because the fruit of the Spirit is demonstrated in our lives. We still struggle with uh, sin, but we crucify that sin and the flesh daily. So that's who we are, and that's uh, what we actually look like. But sometimes we don't always look like that. And again, it can be because of things that have not been dealt with in our lives. And I think particularly 
we need to be concerned uh, when our minds are occupied by wrong thoughts or when we have overwhelmingly negative emotions. Often that even works out in uh, terms of physical stress in our bodies. When we are plagued by feelings of inferiority, insecurity, inadequacy, guilt, worry, and doubt, we need to be asking why. Why? What is it that we're not free from that is bringing us back into that place, which is not where we should be? Also, if we're stuck in certain sins, if we're stuck in them and we're finding we just uh, cannot get free, it might be uh, something like sexual sin, but it might be something like gossip. We just actually can't stop gossiping. It can be all uh, sorts of things we find we just can't get free from. And if any of those uh, kind of uh, strike a chord, then I want to encourage you uh, that God wants to shift those things in your life. He doesn't want to leave you in that place. He doesn't want to leave you with these thoughts of inadequacy. He actually wants you to know your self-worth afresh in Christ, your worth in Christ. And he wants to bring us through these uh, challenges, challenges, whether it's areas of sin, negative emotions, wrong thoughts, he wants to bring us through. So what can we do uh, about it? And I'm just going to briefly uh, give us some, some things. Uh, obviously, there are courses and weeks uh, of, um, you know, courses and prayer ministry and that that can help us through this. But I'm going to just touch on a few things, and then we're going to pray. And then also you will see on your table is a sheet. Um, if you want to come this coming Thursday evening, um, we're going to be up here at the building to pray for anyone who wants to know further freedom in these areas. And if the Holy Spirit really puts something on your heart today, then we'd love you to come uh, Thursday evening. Uh, at 7.30 here at the building. Uh, and I put the sheet on the table because sometimes uh, the Holy Spirit's stirring us in the moment. By the time we get to Thursday, uh, that's gone. Uh, so if you feel the Holy Spirit stir, you write your name down uh, as just a kind of commitment to say, actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I am going to come. Uh, commit to, to that today. Um, if you haven't written your name down and want to come, that's, that's fine. But I just would be great to be able to make that commitment today. So what do we do to move forward uh, in the freedom that God has given us? Well, firstly, we do need to understand the truth. And it's why we you know, often speak about our identity in Christ and who we are in Christ. And that is our first step, is knowing who we are in Christ Secondly, we want to deal with any deception, uh, any way we've been deceived with uh, wrong thinking, uh, with lies that have been spoken over us. Uh, we want to deal with that. Thirdly, we want to resolve uh, personal and spiritual conflicts. Uh, that's why we were talking about forgiveness last week. And fourthly, we then want to choose to walk by the Spirit uh, day after day. Four simple steps. Um, they may sound too simple, but that is basically what we need to do. Understand the truth, deal with deception, resolve personal conflicts, 
and choose to walk by the Spirit as we've received uh, freedom. Now, there can be specific areas where we're struggling, um, and they can be as a result of the one thing I've mentioned already uh, is ungodly beliefs. Uh, we can have these ungodly beliefs that, that grow in our lives, and they are lies that we have believed about ourselves, about others, or about God. And these ungodly beliefs then affect our actions. A belief is a conviction we hold. That's what a belief is. It's something that you hold as a conviction. And most ungodly beliefs actually uh, seem to have a mixture of truth and error. So there, there might be an element of truth to it because that generally makes it stick more. But we need the Holy Spirit to reveal those to us. I'll give you some examples of ungodly beliefs. Um, it might be something like this. You, you actually believe that you always need to be in control or else you're not responsible. You might believe that you're a bother to others if you need help. You might believe that you're a mistake. Uh, you shouldn't have been born. You might believe that you're a bad person. If you knew the real me, you would reject me. We can have those kind of thoughts. We can have um, false beliefs about life. We can uh, believe that life should be easier for me, um, especially since I'm a, a Christian. We can believe that I'm not worthy to receive anything from God. We can believe that we've messed up so badly that we've missed God's best for us. And we can have wrong beliefs about God. We can believe that his love must be earned. We can believe that he loves other people more than he loves me. And we can believe that we never really change uh, and live up to what God wants. So those are just some examples of the kind of beliefs we can have. And these ungodly beliefs block our faith in God and the truth of his promises. I was going to try and show you. Let me see. This is my balloon. This is my uh, demonstration. This is what happens with ungodly beliefs. So, you know, as I said, it can happen when we're small. Uh, our parents uh, tell us something. It gives us a bit of air. They, they tell us, well, you weren't really wanted, uh, or not even that harshly. They just say, you were a surprise. Um, uh, we weren't really expecting you. And, and that does something to you. And then, and then you're uh, at school, and um, your teacher, you know, says, you know, you're just a bit different to everyone else. And the balloon starts to grow, and it starts to have more life. Uh, and then we have some friends, and you know what it's like in school. Um, friends can be great, but they can also be pretty harsh. And suddenly we find um, when teams are being picked, we, we're the last one uh, that's, that's chosen. Oh, I can't blow up. There we go. And it gets bigger. And um, this ungodly belief just grows and grows. And often what happens, we become a Christian and we find it's, it deflates. Because God is changing us. But we don't deal with it completely. And it still sits there in the background. And then all of a sudden, someone at church, uh, you're sitting in tables and you left all by yourself. And no one else sits with you. And suddenly... 
our balloon starts to blow up again. And um, when you came in the door, the welcome person somehow didn't say hello to you, but said hello to the person next to you. And we find that suddenly this belief about ourselves that we're not worth that much, has started to grow. And what we want to do is we want God to do that, so that it cannot be blown up again. Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. So... It's as we come to God, and he does that. He will totally deal with those things. He will blow them up. Sometimes those ungodly beliefs go but further. They've become strongholds um, which are actually empowered by the demonic as well. So they can go further into something that actually becomes a stronghold. And we do find that they uh, often come... Uh, where there have been very strong repetitive lies spoken over us or curses. Uh, they can come as a result of any kind of abuse uh, or from emotional trauma or from repeatedly giving into temptation. So there is a range. There can be small little lies, small little tadpoles that just live in the background and they inflate sometimes. Or there can be something that's become more deep-seated and needs to be dealt with. Now, I know in a sense I'm not doing this topic justice because it's so big, but I wanted to just bring it this morning, and as I say, for us to be coming to God to be free from these things. So I'm going to ask, we're going to pray now uh, and ask God to speak to us. But I really want to encourage you, uh, if you feel any sense of there's more to deal with, then please come on Thursday. If you can't make Thursday for some reason, then just speak to Lynn or I, one of the other leaders, and we'll organize uh, another time. But I, I felt real faith, actually, uh, for Thursday. I just felt God put that on my heart. Uh, and so I feel expectant that he is going to break through then.